boys wait and smile. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James with the rejection. Wow. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Hoops and Cards. I am Gary, your host. It's great to be with you today to talk a bit about the basketball card market and uh, get some of your feedback. I love getting listener feedback. Today's conversation really centers around, you know, it's a it's a roller coaster market where a lot of us have seen kind of a down season, and here we are, the NBA offseason. And basketball cards, you know, they're fun to collect, can be quite profitable, if you uh, time it right or buy the right cards, all that stuff. But there are some investments out there today that I would see as potential for high reward in the next you know, six to 12 months. And, and maybe they come along with high risk. So today we're going to talk about five high risk, high reward plays or ideas, investments when it comes to basketball cards. And then also going to get several of our listeners, members of Hoops and Cards, or even our Hoops Plus community, to uh, give us some feedback, give us some thoughts, high risk, high rewards. So, yeah, it's time. Let's get after it. How's it going, everybody? This is Gary. Welcome to Hoops and Cards. Today, I want to uh, process a little bit with you about, well, well, how much risk are you willing to take? When it comes to buying and selling basketball cards, and by the way, as, I, as I'm saying this stuff, there's no news on Kevin Durant. There's no big trade to announce. I haven't seen a lot of Prism basketball you know, the new cards that come out today and tomorrow yet for the hobby box uh, yet. But I'm going to talk about some of those things. How is your risk tolerance lately? Uh, you know, if you listen to our episode about investing or buying cards in a down market, like some good mindsets to have, some of us might feel like taking some risks. Hey, this is uh, a lot cheaper than it used to be. Hey, this is a new thing. Hey, I, there are opportunities if you're willing to take the risk to score big right now in the basketball card market, right now. And I gotta be honest with you, um, sometimes I'm ready and willing to take risks. My, my style is more like I'm a calculated risk taker. I'm an educated guesser. I like to do a little research. Maybe I'm not the first person to buy in on a player or on a product, but once I see somebody else doing it, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like a, you know, early adopter, but I'm not the first adopter, uh, you know, and sometimes I've, I've missed out on opportunities. Like I wish I had started hoops and cards as a podcast a year earlier. I wish I had started buying Darius Garland's a year earlier. I wish I, yeah. So, so, I, you know, at times being a not as early adopter, I've missed some opportunities. And, and at the same time, I've probably protected myself from some crazy high level risk things. So today in the basketball card market, there are some things that I would consider high risk 
but have the potential for high rewards. I'm talking about players, products, approaches to buying or selling cards, and uh, just a name that comes up every now and then, or an idea that I have like, man, you know, before November or before December, maybe I should get one of that guy's cards because he could, (laughs) right? That player could shock the world. That player could become an MVP candidate right away. That card could skyrocket back to its pre-COVID or pre-card drop values. So today's episode, I want to talk about five things. Yep, back to the list of five. Gambles, risks, roll the dice, dare to dream. What What will you, <laughs> right? For the chance to to make some high dollar profit or some high percentage gains, will you take risks? And I should clarify here. I'm not in, and this this is going to sound like crazy. I'm not encouraging you to do it. In fact, I'll be honest when there are times where I'm like, yeah, that looks like a great opportunity, but uh, it's so far from researched. It's so far from proven or trustworthy or educated guessing on my part. I, I just told you, I'm not the first one to jump in, you know, the water's warm. <laughs> so I, the, I just have these things coming to mind and I'm like, you know what? It would not surprise me if in three months or six months or in a year, these risks or these guesses would be well worth our time, our consideration. And I'll also say maybe this episode will be a caution to you that you think this thing I'm going to mention or this player is, oh, there's no, there's no doubt this is going to take off. There's no doubt this will make money. There's no doubt. Well, I'm, I'm here to say doubt, like elephant in the room. Some of these things I'm going to warn you, maybe not worth the risk. Maybe you haven't considered the risk. Maybe you know about opportunity cost. It's that idea that Hey, if I'm spending $50 on a Ja Morant card, it's not just that I'm buying that card. It's that I'm choosing not to do other things with my 50 bucks. I'm giving up the opportunity, right? To leverage or use that money for other things. So opportunity cost, there's always a risk. And maybe I'll talk about some things that are $10 risks and some things that are $1,000 risks. In fact, one of them is like, a $1,400 risk that a lot of you are taking today. So five gambles, five risks, high risk, high reward. I'm excited to unpack some of those things with you. And yeah, I'm going to solicit or recruit input from you. Like, what do you think is the biggest risk, biggest reward purchase right now in the basketball card market? So we'll count down the five gambles after the break. start with big risk number five and in the spirit of high risk high reward on the day before the release of prism basketball hobby boxes i give you big risk number five opening basketball wax that's opening any sealed product 
especially of new, like this year's new releases. Prism, uh, National Treasures, Flawless, Don Russ Hobby for all I care. Like, I have just have not had good luck. You spend like anywhere from $6 on a value pack to $1,500 for a hobby box of these things. I do not have much luck. And the odds are not in your favor that after opening all the packs in that box, some boxes only have one pack in them. Can you believe this? Can you believe that's what it's come to in 22? Yes, you can, because you're listening to a great podcast that cares deeply about your future as an investor and card collector. I know it's fun opening packs. I know the cards smell good. I know you've seen people post their YouTube videos of them looking. Oh, no, it's a one of one of Zion Williamson autograph silver. number. And you think every single pack or box has some sort of case hit in it. Some awesome autograph card of Scotty Barnes. Guess what? They don't. It's so rare that you get a hit, you get a card, you get an autograph, you get a, a redemption. <laughs> redemption. That is going to be worth more than what you paid for that unopened, that sealed, that brand new, first off the line hobby box. It's rare, rarer than you can imagine. That's how they make their money, right? That's how they can raise their prices. It's the hope that you'll pull a lottery ticket. Oh, some kid got a Mac Jones at one of one. Like, Yeah, it's those stories that we all think it's going to be me someday. Well, my luck has been I've never had that happen. I've had a couple of blaster boxes where usually if my son opens them, we get better luck and he pulls out a Zion or he I got a you know, Justin Herbert pink camouflage, you know, base rookie in mosaic. We, I just haven't had a lot of luck. And that's been most most card investors that have done this for a while have said, hey, if you want to lose money, if you want bad return on your investment, just buy and open a lot of wax. Now, if you're going to buy and, and keep a mega box or a first off the line box or a hobby box, you're going to keep it for a while. Then there's something to be said for that, like buying the mutual fund of possibilities. And it, they always get more and more scarce every time one box is open. There's one less and then the demand can you know, drive up the price. If, if you're going to buy them and keep them sealed, that's one thing. Let's have that conversation. But if you're buying and you're opening, that is a huge risk. The high reward is for those one percenters, those three percenters, those five percenters, those people that open the early boxes. You might get, you might get the Cade Cunningham auto. But my experience and a lot of others' experiences, not so fast, my friend. That's number five. If you want to take a, a wild shot in the dark, high risk, because it costs money, high reward, because it could be you. could be you pulling that Jalen Green tricolor patch. Jalen Brunson, killer crossover goes right by Mike Conley. Okay, high risk, high reward, number four. And I wouldn't have normally said this one, but I listened to a podcast earlier today. I've done some more thinking about it. I realized how high the card market went at one point for this guy, this player, this MVP candidate. And I realized how he hasn't done anything yet in his little NBA career. And that is big risk number four, Luka Doncic. Is Luka awesome? Yes. 
<clears throat> is Luca an MVP candidate? I mean, I guess if being on a middle of the pack team and averaging a few points less than a triple double is uh, MVP worthy, I guess. But look at this. Dallas now without Jalen Brunson and assuming they don't get Colin Sexton or DeAndre Ayton, or even if they do, I don't see Dallas making it past the first round of the playoffs next year. Do you? I don't see Dallas beating Phoenix or Minnesota or the Clippers or Denver or did I say Minnesota? Memphis, right? I just don't. I don't see a pathway right now unless you're telling me Spencer Dinwiddie is going to outperform his contribution from last year combined with Jalen Brunson's from last year. Just not going to happen. Luka Doncic is still one of, if not the highest valued rookie card in basketball card prices for 2018. His Prism uh, base card, if you want to lose money, buy that card immediately because that that thing is still spiraling down out of control. And uh, what's to make, what's to make Luca's career from here on out any better than Trey Young's? And the answer is nothing except name recognition. Ooh, it's Luca. Look, Luca did another three pointer at the buzzer. Yay. Oh, Luca did another first round exit. Yay. Guys, Dirk Nowitzki's not coming through that door, right? You're not getting Chris Tapps back. You wouldn't want him anyway. You're not getting Jalen Brunson back, and you desperately need. A uh, another space-creating, offense-initiating, three-point-draining point guard that Dallas doesn't have the assets to go get. I don't think Dallas has... You can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think they have any worthwhile trade assets for another team to go, oh, we really want Tim Hardaway Jr.'s contract. Nope, we don't. We do not want that contract. Take Take that contract all the way back to, you know, Dallas... Yeah, take that, Luca. No, I just, I just wouldn't risk it right now. I think that thing, that that card, any Luca Doncic card right now, I'm saying, is is going to continue to go down or just kind of be blah for a while because, I mean, if Dallas misses the playoffs next year, is that really the? Is he really on the career path everybody thought he was going to be on? Or was he just the, the right guy at the right time to capitalize on the hype and uh, make some big plays? I, again, nothing against him as a player. He has no supporting cast. None. You know, I probably should have said with Luke, uh, what's the what's the possible reward? I guess the possible reward is... If for some reason he makes a massive leap and starts averaging 40 points a game next year, or somehow like Dallas winds up getting Kevin Durant and it's Durant and Luca take on, like, okay, that's the 2% or less chance of those things happening. So take the risk if you want, but I'm not doing it. And number three, number three on the big risk list. (laughs) High risk, high reward. I'm going to go with one of our favorites. Oh, he's going to be, his career long-term looks fantastic. His rookie season, even his second year was good. He was an all-star last year, but now thank you to 
some of his players aging. Thank you to one of his his uh, teammates being arrested. All of a sudden, it looks like a, a really difficult year for a guy who's been, I mean, generally regarded as the highest priced or highest potential rookie in his class, although he should not be regarded that way. It's LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball, high risk. Because you're paying like a premium for LaMelo rookies unless you're getting like those mosaic NBA debut cards that, you know, aren't worth the paper they're printed on. I'm just saying, Mosaic, they, they overprinted. Would you agree? Yes. I, I think they're good-looking cards for the most part, but Mosaic overprinted. You could even say uh, Prism Base. Man, what's a Lamella? Why are you buying a Lamello Prism Base card? No. Why, why are you buying any Lamello card? Have you heard of Anthony Edwards? Have you heard of Tyrese Maxey? Have you heard of Tyrese Halliburton? Hello, people. I'm yelling at the lady in the car next to me. Have you heard of Tyrese Halliburton? Exactly. Why are you spending money on a guy who cannot and will not, A, stay healthy for a year, B, raise his scoring to over 20 per game in lieu of missing Miles Bridges alongside of him, or in lieu of not having other shooters around him like Malik Monk, who's long gone, and is Gordon Hayward even still in Charlotte? Whether he is or isn't, I don't think he is. If he is, again, LaMelo Ball is a risk. There are other more calculated, less money up front involved, higher upside for next year involved. I'm shouting the name Tyrese Halliburton again. There's a lady in a CRV. Hey, you don't even know who Tyrese Maxey is. You don't know any Tyrese's, lady. Get an NBA life. Exactly. Driving her little CRV anyway. Uh, LaMelo big risk number three. I don't care what card you're spending. And I'm glad that you like him long-term. I do too. I think he's still one of the top three or four rookies from his class long-term and also so far. But that premium has always been built in and it's not worth the risk to me. I'd rather, I mean, honestly, I think his cards are going to continue to go down for a while. So not just in buying season, but beyond that, when Charlotte, just like the Dallas Mavericks, the Charlotte Hornets, could miss the playoffs. Why am I talking with my teeth clenched? Gah. Because I own some Lamella balls. So I feel your pain. Scotty Barnes to me is the X Factor. He is a terrific, terrific player. What's up, party people? Are you with me? I'm here on number two on the big risk, big reward. Are you a early adopter? Are you into risk tolerance? Do you want to roll the dice? Then perhaps you've already bought in on, I mean, even recently, on one of the Porter Juniors. This is a tie for a second. I'm going to say Michael Porter Jr. and Kevin Porter Jr. And I look at what I've got because I have Cleveland Connections I liked Kevin Porter Jr. from the get-go, and I have a bunch of Kevin Porter Jr. cards. And if you look at what he did in Houston in the last two months of the season, the guy just went crazy, scored more than 25 points a game. They gave the offense, friends, they gave the offense to Kevin Porter Jr. as point guard. He's going to run the team. And so there's high potential here. I mean, guys, the ceiling for Kevin Porter Jr. this next season, if there is one, is to make the all-star team. 
and have Houston make their first playoff trip in, I don't know, the post-James Harden era. You know, Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, Alperin Shangoon, Jay Sean Tate, Eric Gordon. Um, they got Garrison Murphy. Is that his name? They got all these players that uh, I'm sure they got somebody in the deal for Christian Wood that they can use. I'm just saying it's it's all under the direction of Kevin Porter Jr. at point guard. And even though his prices right now are down, I would say if you're into taking risks and you believe in Kevin Porter Jr., nobody's ever questioned the guy's talent or now the guy's opportunity to lead the team in Houston. What they question is how stable is this guy? Like, can he survive in the locker room? Is he going to, is he going to just go crazy at some point and yell at the coach and get in a fight and leave in the middle of the season and then get traded to the, the Sioux falls rabbit holes. Like, I don't know what's going to happen to this guy. Uh, so there's a lot of risk involved, even though prices are down. I would go after, if I was into the Kevin Porter jr. World, I'd go after, RPAs with him in the Cavaliers uniform. I would go after numbered rookies of Prism. I'd go into uh, the select RPAs. I would look at Flawless, but again, in the Cavaliers uniform. Porter Jr., those players are a risk. I talked about Kevin, KPJ, but what about the Nuggets? They've got their own Porter Jr. issues. A high-risk guy who everybody was excited about last year, and then the year before that, and then the year before that. Until the point where I'm tired of talking about Michael Porter Jr. and how he's the next Kevin Durant. He can make threes from everywhere. It's hard to make threes when you're injured all the time. It's hard to be on people's rookie of the year or all-star candidate list. It's really hard to get to the playoffs if you're injured all the time. Well, if Michael Porter Jr., Michael, if you're listening, gets a clean bill of health and is ready to go for this coming season, then we have some upside. Then we talk high reward. Then we say... Man, all those 2018 money that you're not spending on Luca, you might want to look in that guy from Denver and say Michael Porter Jr. could be that that big three with Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. Or is it a big four with Bones Highland, if you know what I'm saying? You don't know what I'm saying because we haven't talked about Bones Highland much yet, but just assume that I'm still saying it and Michael Porter Jr. is a risk. I'm not personally in on him. Because injuries seem to, like, follow this guy around. And yet, I don't know if you've heard of Joel Embiid, but injuries used to follow him around a lot. Now all you've got is MVP candidate guy. I don't know if you've heard of Luka Doncic or Ja Morant, but those guys were injured for significant chunks of last season and still made MVP candidate runs. Took their teams to the playoffs. So listen to me. Michael Porter Jr. is not done. He's still a thing. And he's got great potential. And Denver needs him to be good. They've signed him and paid him a lot of money. That's why I'm saying his name and not Jaron Jackson Jr. here because I believe he's got like serious upside as a scorer in this league and he could be showing it off as early as late October. So mm, Porter Jr. is worth a look if you're feeling risky. All right. Number one high-risk, high-reward player card investment in basketball cards. You know what I'm going to say right now, don't you? He was the most hyped rookie to come into the NBA, maybe since LeBron James. His card became the iconic card of the iconic set of the iconic 
blast and eruption explosion upward swing of the hobby since Moby Dick was a sardine and he is the key to uh, I think some of the NBA's branding for the future and certainly to what the New Orleans Pelicans are doing and willing to shell out up to $235 million to do. I'm talking about Zion Williamson. That's right. I think Zion Williamson is, when, when I think of a huge risk, I think of Zion Williamson rookie cards, Zion Williamson higher-end cards, autos, and they were at such a high when he came into the league and such a high after his, you know, some, some flashes of greatness his first season and certainly some last season as well. But dude has been out for so long and it is hard. Yeah, it's hard to project what a guy is going to come back to be like after such a long time off. It's hard to project uh, a big man's health long term. I, I mean, I, I mentioned Joel Embiid a few minutes ago as a player who had lots of injury troubles his first three or four or five years in the league and it was like is this guy ever gonna pan out for the you know trust the process people in Philadelphia they thought they hoped they drafted they dreamed that they had these big talents Embiid and Okafor and Ben Simmons and I mean I'm sure there are other guys but at least one of them turned into right Embiid is an MVP So, so Zion has a lot of upside there's a lot to be gained here. And, and you guys know I'm not the biggest risk taker on the planet. And uh, I've contemplated, man, should I get back in? Should I buy a Zion PSA 10 prism? Should I buy a PSA 9 red, white, and blue? Like like just a budget buy of Zion for $200, $300. Because yes, when he returns and yes, when he performs well, and yes, when if all that happens and the and the Pelicans are playoff contenders or Zion is an all-star, or maybe both, you know, with that lineup now with CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, the Pelicans are are moving, they're just trending upward with or without Zion, but it sounds like he wants to be there. And uh, he said, I couldn't wait to sign that extension fast enough. Well, yeah, because it's the max and it's what you can get and you could could stay there for the duration of that or he could be like nope trade me now or else like pull a Durant and hold the team hostage I I don't like that players do that you know it seems like every couple years so so all that to say I I basically concluded I'll admit that Zion probably has the the highest upside when I think of guys that have been out for a while when I think of players with you know, they're currently in the NBA. They have superstar potential. Zion may have the highest upside of anybody in the league. I mean, that's why there was so much hype about him coming in. And you've seen guys that that have had high moments in the NBA, but they're not they're not like stealing the league's attention. I mean, John ja Morant, before his uh, injury or two this season, was starting to look like a next generation superstar and he may still be but Zion has that potential and so therefore I think he is obviously a high upside guy and at the same time I'm not willing to take the risk you might be maybe you're already all in on Zion you know and I asked some of our hoops plus community give me some some feedback what do you think are some of the high highest risk highest reward buys out there or opportunities out there in the card market I didn't say that 
any of us are taking them. It's just a fascinating conversation because if I've got some money that sometimes I want to spend on something that feels safer, like a LeBron James graded rookie that's already maybe near its bottom and yet long term, I know it's got great value, you know, or Kawhi Leonard. I like Kawhi Leonard. He's to me, he's the guy I'm interested in while his rookie cards from 2012 are very affordable for the first time in my collecting life. You know, a, a Giannis, Giannis uh, rookie, whether that's hoops or prism. So I'm looking at like Giannis and, and Kawhi and LeBron. These are guys with goat hall of fame status. Zion, you know, there's that possibility, but he's already got a lot of the high price stuff baked in just like Luca. There's that possibility but my my tendency is to lean towards less risk and i mean as a result i could mean less re- less reward so what risks are you taking i'd love to hear uh your risky picks going into next season or going into even just the the buying season for basketball hit me up message me on instagram at hoops and cards on instagram or send us an email hoops and cards podcast at gmail.com I love hearing you guys. We have listeners from all over the planet, several hundred of you listening every week or every episode. That's fantastic. If you're just joining us for the first time or it's your first month or you're jumping in, so glad you're here. You have found a home with this basketball card, uh, hoops and cards community. We'd love to have you join our discord again. Just message me there at hoops and cards on the Instagram message, our Instagram account. Love to hear from you. And uh, guys, that's all I got. Maybe we'll do a breaking news as soon as there's something to say about KD or Kyrie, or maybe there's a big trade involving Donovan Mitchell to the Cavs. Who says no? I'm a Cavs fan. I say yes, but it's Darius Garland's team. You know, there's a lot that's still going to unfold before next season. And uh, for now, just enjoy the opportunities and evaluate risks before you dive in. Like how much are you willing to take? Or how much money are you willing to, to put on a risky business, risky opportunities? It's fun to think about. There will be opportunities to do that. Some of you, maybe you heard like something you're already in on, like, oh no, that's the most risky thing you mentioned. Well, hey, if that gets to you, maybe you want to maybe you want to reevaluate some risk and some in other long-term plays. So it's your life, it's your co- collection, it's your investments. And I want to hear your stories. This has been Gary with Hoops and Cards signing off. Hope you have an awesome weekend. We'll see you next time. All right. You've heard me count down some of my high-risk, high-reward plays. But now it's time to get to what I said at the beginning. We're going to have some of our listeners chime in. And they did not know which plays or which risks I was going to take. So this is this is just all... Uh, from their perspectives. So let's hear it. Highest risk, highest reward uh, cards and investments right now. For me, it's always, in terms of singles, it's always rookie cards as rookie cards. So, you know, the most recent class. So for that, I would be looking at who I think of as the highest risk players. And for me, that's probably Jonathan Kuminga. I think he's got huge upside, but people are paying as if he's already realized that. So I think I'd say him. And then I think uh, opening wax is always high risk. So buying a box of noir or something, I think they're beautiful cards, but you are totally gambling on what your autographs are in that. Um, So yeah, I would say Jonathan Kuminga and opening sealed wax. So my take on 
high risk, high reward in these times is Zion Williamson. And I think it's not even that of a high risk, you might think, because they made a deal uh, for five years after him being out for over a year, I think. And if you look at the prices where he's been before, um, it, honestly, it's not even that high risk, but I believe it will be a high reward in the end. Um, because if he's coming back, if he's show, uh, showing up in, uh, in preseason tr uh, training and so on, and it's going to be a starter, his cards are going back where it was, or maybe almost where it was. And at the moment, market is down. So, man, I'm taking the risk. And, yeah, bye. I reckon right now is a good time for a high-risk, high-reward would be to invest in some Zion Williams high-end cards. His cards have dropped a lot for obvious reasons. We don't know how long he's going to stay healthy, if he can stay healthy. But having said that, the upside is definitely there. The kid is only 20 years old. He's just signed his max extension, rookie extension. I think there's a potentially huge upside, and now would probably be a good time to invest in his cards. Got to get it in. Here's Luca. Gets it away. It's gone. A Doncic dagger. All right, everybody. That'll do it for this weekend's episode of Hoops and Cards. I hope you are enjoying a uh, finding the good things to do, planning ahead for buying season, or perhaps selling off some things that you realize you don't need to buy some other things you do or maybe you're taking the risk you're living on the edge you're going for it what risks are you taking i would love to hear it at hoops and cards on instagram hit us up and we'd love for you to join hoops plus which you can find out more information about but that's more podcasts more episodes more content uh and the hoops plus discord community all good stuff you can find that out anchor.fm forward slash Hoops and cards forward slash subscribe. Uh, again, no news on the Kevin Durant front as we uh, we go live with this podcast episode. So maybe sometime in the next, you know, three days or 12 months or whatever. But uh, take care and I'll see you soon. Outstanding in this like you because you're dangerous that's right nice man i am dangerous <laughs> <laughs>